Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. The scriptures reveal to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salatu wasalam have been described in the Quran as Torah. And the scriptures reveal to Sayyidina Isa alayhi salatu wasalam have been described in the Quran to be Injil. Injil is also mentioned in the Quran. Torah is also mentioned in the Quran. In Anzalna Tawrata Fiha Hudum Wanur. The scriptures revealed to Sayyidina Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam have been described as Zabur. As for the last revelation, the glorious speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has described the last revelation to be the Quran, the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Though you may find that the Quran is described in many other words and titles also, at times the Quran is described as Furqan, that the Quran is Furqan, a criterion between truth and false. The Quran is a zikr, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the Quran is also tanzil. Tanzil means uh, a revelation revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the name given to the last revelation revealed upon Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, most famously mentioned by all the scholars, is the kalam of Allah, what we know as Quran. Now, if a non-Muslim was to pose a question to you, you are a Muslim, and we say, gee, alhamdulillah. And if he says to you that, can you tell me the linguistic definition of the word Quran? What does Quran mean? Can you tell me the linguistic definition of the word Quran. What does it mean? 
believe me brothers a lot of a lot of you might get stuck uh, I don't challenge your knowledge in any way <laughs> Allahu Akbar I might be wrong and if I'm wrong Alhamdulillah that is even better but as Muslims Alhamdulillah we should be in that capacity at least to answer back with confidence to tell him what the Quran means Allama Tabari Rahmatullah Alayhi has given us uh, a very clear meaning and definition of the word Quran. The Quran comes from the Arabic word Qara'ah. What does it come from? Qara'ah. So for an example, Masjid Umar, we often get groups that come to Masjid Umar and they say to me that you use the term Masjid. What does Masjid mean? Masjid is a word that is taken from the root word Sajada and Sujood. That is the main feature of the Muslim manner of praying. That in your salah there are certain postures. And the main posture is sajda. And so this sajda is so beautiful in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That even the place of worship for the Muslims has been taken out from this act that is performed in salah. And when the Muslims collectively in a congregational manner fall into prostration, that is known as masjid. So masjid means a place where all of you get together and we perform sajda. It could have been ruku, it could have been qiyam, it could have been anything. But Allah loves that posture. That when a person puts his face down, that is the zanis of someone who is showing, you know, total humility that Allah you are totally independent and Ya Allah I am totally dependent on you so the word Quran comes from the word Qara'a Qara'a Qaf, Ra and Hamza Alif, Qara'a and Qara'a means to read Qara'a means to read and the verbal noun of Qara'a is Quran jisko arbi mein mastar kehte Quran the verbal noun of Qara'a is Qur'an. And so Qur'an would mean recitation or reading. The recitation or the reading. So Qur'an means the recitation. And the reason why this beautiful name is given to the last revelation, again, this only attracts the miraculous uh, function of the Qur'an. That the Qur'an is a book that is continuously read. No other book on the face of this earth is like the Quran. You can read it once. I've met children who say to me, we've read Harry Potter five times, ten times, and I look at them in amazement. I said, there's something wrong with you there. Something wrong with you there. You don't have to be proud about reading Harry Potter ten times. You've got the time to read such a what can I say in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Huh? But the Quran is such that no other book can be compared to it. You read it once, twice, three times, ten times, a hundred times, a thousand times, one million times. But still, he is not satiated. That thirst of recitation is not quenched. He wants to continue and continue and continue. This is the miraculous 
function aspect of the kalam of Allah. And therefore the name that is given is Qur'an. That means it's a never-ending, never-stopping, a continuous cycle of reading and reading and reading and reading until it takes you to Jannah. Naam be miracle. Naam may be mu'ajizah. Allahu Akbar. What a beautiful name Allah has given the beautiful kalam revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That is why you will find the pattern. It is sunnah that when you finish the Quran, when you've read Kul Awzubi Rabbin Nas, you don't stop at that, but you turn back, read Suratul Fatiha, read Suratul Baqarah, and read at, at least to Wa'ulaikahumul Muflihun. Read it till Muflihun. That is to show and indicate that the Quran is something that goes on. There's no was. There's never a stop to the Qur'an. Because this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. So that is why the name Qur'an is given. So the Qur'an is the recitation. What is it? It is a continuous recitation. And a person reads and reads and reads. You won't find a person saying, Oh, you know, Malisab, I'm so tired of reading Surah Al-Fatiha in every rakat. Will you find anybody saying that? No. You might find someone, of course, because Iman is again very very weak unfortunately perhaps that Iman which is sealed and covered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us Amen. but anyone who is, a, who is a believer, a Muslim a good Muslim, doesn't have to be Junaid baghdadi even a simple Muslim mm-hmm. will sense the beauty that is in the words of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you put the Quran on and you can go to sleep Subhanallah. And you'll have a peaceful night of sleep. That is the best way of sleeping. Slightly listen to the Quran. Volume could slow not to disturb your neighbors. And to listen to Surah Yasin or the beautiful verses of the Quran. And in that manner go to sleep. This will also help you, mashallah, in your knowledge of the Quran. So that is the linguistic definition of the word Quran. In the Islamic terminology, Quran would mean the Arabic speech of Allah. What is it? The Arabic speech of Allah revealed upon Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam in wording and in meaning. In wording and and in meaning. Of course, Quran has been preserved in Lawhe Mahfuz, in all a lot of the Mushafs, and also mainly the Quran has been preserved in the hearts of the Ummah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What we need to understand, my respected brothers, that what you see in front of you is the kalam of Allah. This is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Literally the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to understand what is meant when we say the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the sifat of Allah, the attributes of Allah is al-kalam. Kya hai? Al-Kalam. That the Kalam is one of the sifat, the attributes of Allah. Allah Himself uh, describes Himself with the characteristics of speech. So Allah is also Al-Kalam. Allah is also Al-Kalam. And you will find this in the Quran. Allah says, وَتَمَّتْ كَلِمَةُ رَبِّكَ صِدْقًا وَعَدْلًا And the words of your Lord have been fulfilled in haq and in justice. And Allah says, Salamun qawlam mir rabbir rahim. The people who will enter Jannah, Allah will say to them, As-salam. What will He say? As-salam. 
Peace be unto you from your Lord who is most merciful. And then in another verse, dozens of places you'll find in which the word, the kalam is mentioned related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا And that I spoke to Musa alayhi salam directly. Allah spoke to Musa alayhi salatu was salam directly. So this is the sifat of Allah, the attributes of Allah. What we need to understand, the attributes of Allah are nothing of what we human beings can perceive and understand. See? Now the attributes of Allah, when it comes to the kalam, the speech of Allah, what is meant by the speech of Allah? Uh, Hazrat Abdullah who was the son of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullah alayhi. He asked his father, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, who is not aware of this giant figure uh, as a scholar in the Ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The son said to him, Father, when Allah spoke to Musa alayhi salam, was there a sound that Musa alayhi salam can hear or could hear? Was there a, a sound? Because when you speak, your speech will produce what? A sound. So was there a sound that was produced when Allah spoke to who? Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. And Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullah alayhi said that yes, there was a sound to it. And Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi also after mentioning a lengthy hadith uh, and then at the end he says that when it comes to the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is also a sound. There is also a sound. Now, how is that sound? Nobody knows. That ecstasy, that, that joy, that happiness, uh, that feeling is only understood between Allah and His Messenger. And no one else can, can even experience that in the world. Because there is nothing in the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that resembles Allah. That resembles Allah. We need to understand also that Allah is Khaliq and He is not restricted only to the Arabic language. So the Quran is the Arabic speech of Allah, but Allah is not bound and restricted to one language. You will know that the Torah and Injil revealed to the Prophets, Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam, the language was Hebrew. What was it? Hebrew. So the revelation that came, which was the speech of Allah, was in the Hebrew language. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in order to facilitate for the masses, for them to understand the clear message of Allah in their own language, Allah would reveal the revelation in the language by which the people themselves are familiar with. Not an alien language that they would have to go back to study in universities or schools and then to come and then to master that language. No, no. Allah makes it very easy. But you don't have to study anything. Your mother tongue is Hebrew, the revelation is in Hebrew. Your mother tongue is in Arabic. Uh, Nabi Muhammad is an Arab, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Quran is also in Arabic. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not restricted when it comes to languages, when it comes to His speech. That is why one of the 
great miracles given to Adam alayhi salatu was salam is that Adam alayhi salatu was salam spoke all languages. He spoke all the languages. He could speak Portuguese, he could speak Spanish, he could speak English, Arabic. Musabai, which is your mother tongue? Kachi. Adam alayhi salam, I'm sure, could also speak Kachi. Not a problem. What is the problem with that? Adibai, Aprito Gujarati. Gujarati, Bas, he could even speak Gujarati. There's not a problem. Urdu, you name it, he could speak. Allah gave Adam alayhi salam the power of asma, the names. You know, he knew everything, verbs, nouns, you name it. He knew everything. Everything of this dunya, all the languages. And that is why the world is blessed with many, many languages. Do you think a man could actually come up with so many languages? There must be a nucleus of languages and that is Adam alayhi salam. It comes from Adam alayhi salam and it is actually from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all the languages come from Allah and given to Adam alayhi salam, the father of all human beings. And that is why as, as humanities uh, would take uh, refuge in the different parts of the world, they took their, their languages with them. And then when people became very clever and they said, no, we must only speak English, 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 they limited their knowledge to one language only. I'm being a bit sarcastic here. Huh? They limited the language only to, like the South Africans. Uh, now they are suffering, but it is too late. And it seems that the Muslims are falling into the same trap as the people of Zimbabwe and South Africa. If we don't take heed now, it will be too late. If you go to South Africa, 90 year old man will speak English, you know, a three-year-old child will speak English. Everything is in English, 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 English. When they go to India, they need an interpreter. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm not talking bad about a brother, brothers who are from that part of the world. Forgive me. But this is a fact. And so we have to make sure that we have got many languages under our belts. And that our children speak many languages. Their mother tongue, to it is very important. Very, very important. Before your English, your mother tongue. Before your English, your mother tongue. Then comes your other languages. Going on the subject of the Quran, it is an Arabic speech of Allah. What is meant by the speech of Allah? Very important masla of Aqeedah. The kalam of Allah is uncreated. What is it? The speech of Allah is uncreated. Makhluk nahi Everything else is the creation. Because the speech of Allah and one of the attributes of Allah is Al-Kalam. Al-Kalam. And so because the speech of Allah is the sifat, the attribute of Allah. And the attribute of Allah is that Allah has no beginning and Allah has no ending. Therefore the Quran has no beginning and the Quran has no ending. So everything what we say, of course the printing, that is not uh, what we call the sifat of Allah. This is just something that has been printed. But, but the initial revelation that came to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what are known as, what is known as wahi, that is qadim. Qadim means pre-eternal. That is qadim. There is no beginning and there is no end to this. And this has been described in one beautiful verse. Allah says, Allah lahul khalku wal amr. To Allah belongs the creation and also the commands. Now two words, khalq and amr. 
Khalq is everything that Allah has created, including dunya and that what it contains. And Amr means the commands of Allah. Everything is created by Kun Fayakun. So the commands of Allah also belongs to Allah. But one is makhluk, created, and one is uncreated, which is the sifat of Allah. That is why Allah says, إِنَّمَا قَوْلُنَا لِشَيْءٍ Verily, our speech unto a thing, when we intend, إِذَا أَرَدْنَاهُ أَن نَقُولَ أَن تَقُولَ لَهُ إِنَّمَا قَوْلُنَا لِشَيْءٍ إِذَا أَرَدْنَاهُ أَن نَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ We say to it, be it, and it is there. Be it, kun, fayakun. So that is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the command is uncreated. Because the sifat of Allah is eternal and also uncreated. What is it? The sifat of Allah is eternal and also uncreated. It is not like the speech. Because we as human beings, when we speak, there is a beginning to it. And there is an ending to it. If we were to say, Aliyazu Billah, that the Qur'an is created, that would mean that one of the attributes of Allah has a beginning. And this would be wrong. And so that is why Allah says, Huwa al-awwalu wal-akhir. He is the first, nothing before him. He is the last, nothing that is after him. First, nothing before him, and the last, nothing that is after him. Just for you to, you don't have to delve into the nitty gritty of all the sifat. Just as long as one can understand simple instructions. That the Quran is the sifat, the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the name Kalam. Because that is one of his attributes. That is his, one of, one of his attributes. So the speech of Allah by, by that which Allah has made an intention is the cause of creation, is the cause of creation, and it is nothing like what we human beings can even understand. And that is why you will find that the scholars have gone through immense sacrifice. Alhamdulillah, this fitna is not uh, visible today. Imam Abu Hanifa in his Fiqh al-Akbar has mentioned that the Quran is uncreated, eternal, and Imam Malik goes as far as saying, anyone who says that the Qur'an is created, cut his, cut his head, cut his throat. What do you do? You, you, you behead him. That is the punishment. And Imam Shafi'i says, anyone who says that the Qur'an is created, he is a kafir. Until he repents. And the same goes for Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. Ulama have mentioned that the first man who was a bidati, what was he? Abidity, an innovator, uh, whose name was uh, Jaad ibn, uh, ibn Dirham. What was his name? Jaad ibn Dirham. He was the first man to open up this door of fitna by saying and claiming that the Quran is makhluk. It is the created words. It is the created words of Allah. And he was executed by the Muslim governor. But he had some of the students. And this is the world that we live in. You throw any rubbish, there will always be a man to pick it up. You throw any rubbish, there will always be someone to pick it up. That is the nature of insan. He is very inquisitive. You know, what is it? And he wants to pick it up. Musa is a rich man. What is 50 pounds to him? <laughs> Nevertheless, the, his um, 
false ideology continued with his students. And his student was a man whose name was Jaham. What was his name? Jaham. Not Jahannama. Jaham. His name was Jaham. In fact, uh, in those days, uh, this group of people made such an impact on simple people that even during the Abbasid period, the Khalif Mamun, Mamun, Khalif Mamun was influenced by this and he accepted this false ideology and that he actually thought, yes, the Quran is created. And Aliyazu Billah, what had happened, he would force the scholars to embrace this ideology. And therefore, the great Imam of his time, Ahmed bin Hamal rahmatullah was tortured. It is said that every day, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal had to sort of cover his, uh, cover a section of his body only, one, one, one cloth, and then he was whipped and tortured. And he was whipped every day. And he would say that the Quran is not the makhluk, that the Quran is not the makhluk. In fact, the doctors would come and they would say that it is time now that Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal will become shaheed. It is now the time that Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal will become shaheed. Such a difficulty this great man, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, went through. And we forget, my respected brothers, our history. When we call ourselves Hanafi, Shafi, Maliki, Hanbali, who are these great people? The tremendous sacrifice that they gave. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi, a lot of his time he spent in prison. A lot of his time. When he refused to take the post of being the grand uh, Qazi, the grand Qazi, the chief justice, that post, he declined and he said no. And he said rather Abu Yusuf or somebody else would take it. He was punished and imprisoned by, by the kings and the leaders at that time. That we say something and you reject. And that is why a number of scholars that graduated at the hands of Imam Abu Hanifa, graduated in that environment in which they were totally, all of them were locked up, imprisoned. And they graduated as scholars. Graduated as scholars. And there's something about prison. Huh? A lot of people who go into prison, I was listening to the radio today, and there was this man who was uh, a right-wing, hardcore BNP. BNP? Goreki? British National Party, BNP. Uh, he would he hated the Muslims being a BNP member all of a sudden in prison he became a Muslim <laughs> and now uh, the authority is saying that this man who was an ex-BNP member is radicalizing the inmates and therefore he is a threat to the inmates and now they want to sort of isolate him from the rest of people <laughs> and it's incredible you see a lot of people going to prison that is the time they can think and nothing is out there and they realize what is dunya and they realize what is dunya eventually they come to the to the to the innate conditions which is la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah and they become muslims so imam ahmad bin hanbal rahmatullah alayhi went through this difficulty very quickly so the kalam of allah is the uncreated eternal speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Listen my brothers, like Allah is al-hay, ever living. We are living, but we have a limited understanding of living. We are just living, but we will die. But you cannot create someone. Allah's hay is very different to ours. Allah is al-hayyul qayyum. He is al-hayyul qayyum. Ever living. 
اور قیوم سیلف سبسٹڈ یعنی ایوری تھنگ ان ہیز کنٹرول سو ہیز ہائی اینڈ قیوم از ویری ڈفرنٹ ٹو وٹ وی کین ایون امیجن اٹ از بیونڈ دا کمپریہینشن آف دا ہیومن مائنڈ اینڈ سو دا صفات آف اللہ از آلسو لائک اللہ سبحان اٹ از ان کریٹڈ اندر ویری امپورٹنٹ ایسپیکٹ آف دا قرآن از وحی ویری کوکلی مائی ریسپیکٹ برادرس وحی از دا سسٹم بائی وچ اللہ کمیونیکیٹس ود از پروفٹس اینڈ گیوز دیم ڈیوائن انفارمیشن اور اے کمانڈ علامہ انور شاہ کشمیر رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ہیز مینشن دے آر تھری کیٹیگریز آف وحی دا فرسٹ وحی از وحی آف دا ہارٹ وحی آف دا ہارٹ وحی آف دا ہارٹ ووڈ مین دیٹ دیر از اے لنک بٹوین اللہ اینڈ دا ہارٹ آف اے نبی اینڈ سو دا میسج از ڈائریکٹلی انفیوزڈ ٹرانسفرڈ ان ٹو دا ہارٹ آف اے نبی اٹ از انسٹلڈ دا انفارمیشن از انسٹلڈ ان دا ہارٹ آف اے نبی ویدر دیٹ نبی از ریسٹنگ اینڈ سلیپنگ اف ہی از سلیپنگ دین یو ووڈ یو ول کال اٹ دیٹ دس از اے ویژن اور اے ڈریم لائک ابراہیم علیہ السلام واز سلیپنگ and allah commanded him that go and sacrifice your only child for me ismail slay him this was a command of allah that was shown to him in his dream so that is also wahi or at times it can even be that the nabi is standing and in that complete state of being conscious allah can put something in his heart and immediately it is only the nabi he will know and sense that this is wahi This is, that is why Allah says, My Nabi Muhammad, وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْحَوَىٰ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ He does not speak from his own impulse. إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُ يُوْهَا What he speaks is revelation. What he speaks is, what he is told. Wahi only. So Allah ke Nabi, بولتے تھی کیا ہوتا تھا? And that is why, the only man in the world, some of the companions says, Ya Rasulullah, do you give us permission to narrate everything what you do and everything what you say because at times a man might be saying it just for one particular group of people or he might he might be saying it because of his family members that are there or his friends are there or something that is only for that particular group you cannot generalize something allah's nabi is the only human being who said to the companions narrate everything and everything and anything that you hear from me and see from me because whatever i do it is the command of allah subhanallah whatever i do is the command of allah and that is why imagine from the age of 40 to 63 books and books and books and books have been compiled what we know as wahi so much so that how many gray hairs were on the Uh, on the beard of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that has been also recorded subhanallah alazim so one is wahi to the heart and then the second category my respected brothers is wahi that would mean directly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking to that Nabi Allah speaks to that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this is considered to be the highest category of wahi the highest category of وہی لائک اللہ اسپوک ٹو موسا علیہ السلام وداؤٹ جبرائیل دے وکلم اللہ موسا تکلیما اینڈ لائک ہاؤ اللہ سبحان اسپوک ٹو رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اینڈ ون فور معراج دیٹ از دا ہائیسٹ کیٹیگری آف وہی اینڈ دین دا تھرڈ کیٹیگری آف وہی از تھرو دا اینجلک فارم 
where an angel would come and who was the angel? Jibreel remember that the, 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 the responsible angel for Wahi is Jibreel and Jibreel Amin would come at times in the form of a human being or he was invisible or in his original form so at times Jibreel Amin would come in the form of a human being and many a times he would come in the form of a Sahabi whose name was Hazrat Dahya Kya Dahya a very handsome Sahabi in fact he was so handsome Allama Aini says that at times he would cover his face and walk out he was very very handsome very very handsome and Hazrat Dahya was the man Jibreel Amin would take the appearance of and at times he would come in his original form this has only happened three times in the life of Rasulullah once when Rasulullah himself wanted to see Jibreel the second in Ma'raj the third in the early days of Nabuwat at Maqam Ajyad he saw Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the two have a very sound tradition uh, the third uh, narration in which he saw at an early stage of prophethood there is kalam and different opinions but ulama have said that he saw Jibreel Amin in his original form three times three times and at times he would Jibreel Amin would come and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would only hear the speech and the message was conveyed by Jibreel but Rasulullah would not see him Rasulullah would not seen. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala has mentioned that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam when Wahi would come he, it would be so difficult that he would find it difficult to breathe and his face would become so pale like the, like the twig of a date palm. It was so difficult for him and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would perspire and there is one narration that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was resting his head on the thigh of Hazrat Zaid bin Thabit and in that condition Wahi came Hazrat Zaid thought that my legs my leg is being crushed and I am going to lose one of my legs and if he was sitting on a camel the camel would have to sit down also the the Arab camels are strong animals and they would also have to come down that is how Wahi would come it was intense and very very it was only something that the prophets could bear and this was the job of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam he says that when wahi would come it would sound like the ringing of bells mithlu salsalatil jafs now again don't take a fatwa that does it mean some kind of a musical tune here la hawla wa illa billah what it means is that that the fluttering of the wings of the angels the fluttering of the wings of the angels. In fact, Allah Manwar Shah Kashmiri gives the best explanation. What he says is that uh, the ringing of the bells has been mentioned because when bells are ringing, it is very difficult for a person to ascertain in which direction the sound is coming from. In which direction the sound is coming from. It covers all the directions. And because the kalam of Allah is not like the kalam of insan, that you can sense the direction, it is completely independent from direction and a place mm-hmm. and therefore Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam gives it the example of the ringing of the bell because it is the kalam of Allah it is not confined to a specific direction or to a specific place and in this manner the wahi would come to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam very quickly my respected brothers for the few sessions um, I have put in front of you some of the important 
subjects and topics that are related to the Quran so that we have a better understanding of what is in front of us when we read the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah wills inshallah in the next session I wish I want to cover up one important subject which is how much of a person's opinion can be accepted in the Quran in the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One other scholars, one other general public, general people. Nowadays there is a lot of fitna and a lot of people quote ayats, this and that and hadith and all that. Inshallah just to have a better understanding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabil ummi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima. Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim. Allah kareem is majlis ko kabul farma. Allah ye nojawan log bathe huwe hai. Allah nojawan ki ibadat aapko pasan hai. Allah is ibadat ko kabul farma. Bolne wale ko, sunne wale ko Allah kabul farma. Allah ye bahana ban jaye humari najat ka. Allah humay jannat mein jaga de de. Allah humay takalif, masaib, parishaniyon se hifazat farma. اللہ تو ہماری حفاظت فرما دائیں جانب بائیں جانب اوپر نیچے تمام جہاد سے اللہ تو ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ جو ہم نے گناہ کیے ہیں اللہ ہم توبہ کرتے ہیں استغفار کرتے ہیں اللہ اخلاص کے ساتھ توبہ کرتے ہیں اللہ ہمارے گناہوں کو معاف فرما دے اللہ ہماری اولاد ہماری آنکھوں کی ٹھنڈک بنے اللہ ہماری اولاد ہماری آنکھوں کی ٹھنڈک بنے اللہ جو پریشان ہے ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما اللہ جس کی جو حاجت ہے جائز حاجت ہے اس حاجت کو پورا فرما یا اللہ ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر ہو اللہ جس وقت دنیا سے رخصت ہونے کا وقت ہو تو اللہ اس وقت تو ہم سے راضی ہو اللہ اس وقت تو ہم سے راضی ہو اللہ ہمارے عزیز اقارب رشتہ دار جو دنیا سے چلے گئے ہیں جو قبرستان میں ہیں اللہ ان کے درجات کو بلند فرما ان کی قبروں کو منور فرما اللہ ان کی قبروں کو جنت کے باغوں میں سے ایک باغ فرما نستغفرک و نتوب علیک نستغفرک و نتوب علیک سمینا و اطانا گفرانک ربنا و علیک المصیر برحمتک یا ارحم الرحیم